Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. We're starting a new course today. I'm calling it Greek myth, but since there are tons of mythology podcasts available, I'm not just going to tell you stories. I mean, we will cover stories, but I want to keep working on primary sources. And what are the primary sources for Greek mythology? Well, there are plays, which we're already reading in Greek tragedy. And there are epic poems, which we're reading in Greek epics. So I'm not going to rehash all of the stories that are being covered in another course. But there are a few sources that don't fit tidily elsewhere, and those are what we'll cover here. First up, Hesiod. You know, Hesiod. You don't? (laughs) Don't worry. I'd never heard of him until I had to study him in college. But you do know some of the stories he gave us. And instead of doing a short episode with his bio, I'm going to let him introduce himself to you with works and days. This means this episode will be a little bit different. Instead of breaking the episode up by introduction, summary, analysis, I'm going to do the summary and analysis at the same time, because he seems to have put a lot of himself into this poem, so I think it will make the most sense to do those things together. I'm using M.L. West's 1978 translation, so this translation is only old if I am old too. Now, before we dive in, I will give a little proper background. Uh, Much like Homer, we don't have exact dates for when Hesiod lived. We are fairly certain that Homer is older, so Hesiod's more recent, but he was likely writing towards the end of the 8th century BCE. He lived in Boeotia in central Greece and had a brother named Perses, and we'll get a few more tidbits about his life and his a sense of his personality as we read. Works and Days is an odd poem. It's somewhat disjointed, but there are three distinct sections within it, and we'll start logically with the first. Hesiod and Perses are fighting. And so Hesiod has written this poem to teach Perses how he should behave. Isn't that your response when you and your brother get into an argument? Hesiod tells Perses to stop trying to take more than his fair share of their father's estate. It reminds him of that time that Prometheus taught mortals how to both sacrifice to the gods and keep the best parts of the meat at the same time. Zeus hated when that happened. That's why he hid fire from the humans. But Prometheus took it back. And do you know what happened next? Oh, Zeus was pissed. Do you know what he did? Yeah, I know we've already talked about the whole Prometheus bound thing. Not that. I mean that too, but that's not what Hesiod wants Perseus to know about. Do you know what Zeus did? He asked Hephaestus to mold a new type of creature, and then he asked all of the gods to give this creature gifts. This new creature got all the gifts, and that's how she got her name, Pandora. And Zeus gave her to Prometheus's brother Epimetheus, even though Prometheus had told him not to accept gifts from Zeus. And then he gave Pandora this jar as a wedding present, and when she opened it, all of the ills of the world spilled out. That's right, Perses. If you don't stop hogging daddy's estate, Zeus might send a woman to curse you with all of the ills of mankind. What do you think about that, Perses? That's right, Brother Hesiod showed you. That's the first section. Hesiod is already showing himself to be a charmer, isn't he? Yes, he provides us with the first written source to include the story of Pandora and her box, which is really a jar, and her responsibility for all of the ills being released into the world. Hope, however, gets caught under the lip of the jar. Hmm. We'll take a break, 
and come back for the second se section. The second section in Works and Days describes the five races of humanity. First, there was a golden race. This was back when Kronos was still in charge. So it was when the Titans were the gods. Life was good. Everyone was happy. No one had to work. No one grew old. They ate, drank, were merry, and suffered no ill effects from that, from that lifestyle. And then they died peacefully as though they had done nothing but fall asleep. And their divine spirits are with us to this day. The second race was silver, and they were nothing compared to the golden race. They lived at home with mommy for a hundred years and then died shortly after leaving home. And it wasn't a pleasant death either, because they were stupid. They were mean to each other, and worse than that, they were mean to the gods. They wouldn't even sacrifice to them. Zeus put an end to that pretty quickly. The third race was bronze. You guessed that, didn't you? Everything for them was bronze. Their houses were bronze, their weapons were bronze, their tools were bronze, and their favorite god was Ares. They loved a good fight. They loved a good fight so much that they killed themselves off. And then Zeus created the fourth race. Oh, the fourth race. Now there was a race. This was a race of heroes. You've heard of them. Odysseus, Perseus, Theseus, a lot of yeses. This is the race that lived during the Trojan War. Oh, those were the days. Don't you wish you lived then? Yeah, Hesiod sure wishes he did. It was much, much nicer than the age of the fifth race, the Iron Race. The hallmarks of the fifth race, the time of Hesiod, are toil and misery, 24-7. People today get to work hard, suffer, and then die. And Zeus is just going to destroy everyone anyway. It would have been much better to live during any age except for this one. Told you Hesiod was a happy man. We'll take one more break and come back to cover the final section of Works and Days. The final section of Works and Days is Hesiod's advice to his brother. This section makes up the bulk of the poem is longer than the previous two sections combined. A large chunk is focused on farming how to do it, how worthwhile it is, how to pray to the gods so that one is successful. And if you do everything right, then there will be one day, just one, when you can sit on a hill, under a tree, drink some good wine, and watch the sun go down, alone. I mean, you shouldn't get married because <laughs> women, am I right? Oh, well, we've already seen how Hesiod feels about women in his Pandora story. But if you must get married, wait until you're 30 and marry a woman who's only had her period for four years because then she's still young enough to be taught how to behave. Charming, no? It gets better. 
or worse. You should also get a woman to help around the house. You know, a slave girl. But she'd better be single, because if she's married, she might have a kid, and what sort of work can you get out of a woman with a kid in tow? He explains that there's a time for everything. This would be the days part of the title. And if you must sail, then make sure to put your cargo on a large ship and wait until after the summer solstice so that it's not too hot. Hesiod, for his part, would rather avoid that altogether. I mean, he did it once. He went to Euboea and to Calchas for some funeral games where he won the poetry prize. But he never wants to do that again because sailing, ugh. Better to be in the country drinking your wine alone. Now, whether this poem had its intended effect, we will never know. Did Perseus follow Hesiod's advice? Did Hesiod even follow his own advice? (laughs) But we definitely get a picture of Hesiod as a decidedly grumpy man. I think Donald Donald Wasson sums Hesiod up perfectly. Um, This is a direct quote from, uh, from him. He disliked city people, the sea, women, gossip, and laziness. What do you think about Hesiod? Pandora. The Braces of Man? The link to the blog is in the show notes. Come join the discussion. On the docket for next week, we have Sophocles' Ajax on Monday and Book 6 of the Iliad on Wednesday. And we'll be back for the next part of Greek Myth in two weeks. Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing. Just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.